So we're in this sermon series in the first John. So today we'll be in two chapter two, seventeen through twenty-eight. And um the main thing is gonna be that he's gonna ask uh, he's going to ask the people he writes to to hold on to, to abide in the true teaching of who Jesus is. There's, uh, there's a problem, and that is that some people have gone out and they're starting to teach some things about Jesus that are not true. And so John is writing them to them to encourage them to hold on to what is true. And the good thing is that they know already what is true because the Holy Spirit has guided them. But um, let's read together. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you have all knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. And the one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you've heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you um, about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as this anointing teaches you about everything that is true, and it is no lie, just as it is taught, you abide in him. Amen. Now last week, John was uh, warning us about what not to love. Um... And we were not to love the world and the thing the world offered, like pride, 
lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. In this part, he's encouraging the believers to hold on to what is true teaching, to hold on to what they were taught about Jesus. He, he continues to talk about when in the beginning, when they heard about who Jesus was. That's the teaching they need to hold on to. And they need to be aware that, that some people who used to be a part of the, of the groups have gone away from the groups or have never really been a part of the groups. And they are going out and saying that Jesus is something different than what he really is. So it's a warning about false teachers. It's also an encouragement to hold on to what is true, the true teaching about Jesus. What we have sung about today, what we have praised God for, who Jesus is, that he is the Christ, he is the Messiah, he is the coming king, he is the son of God that came to us, died, rose again, and is coming back. So this is the last hour. John talks about it being the last hour. Peter and Jude, they write about last day, last time. What does it mean, this last hour? John wrote 2,000 years ago. So this man writes, we need to understand the terms to develop a proper eschatology. Eschatology means, eschaton means things of the end. So end time things. Note that John said the last hour almost two years, 2,000 years ago. This phrase signifies the entire period of time between Jesus' first and second coming. This is the consistent teaching of the New Testament. So when we read the New Testament, there is a strong expectation that Jesus is coming soon. He's been coming soon every day the last 2,000 years. Now, why is that important for the believer? Well, for different reasons. If you're suffering and persecuted, it's really good you have the hope that Jesus is right coming back. It is also for us who live more comfortable a kick in the behind to live lives as though we don't have all the time in the world, but we actually use the time well. Yeah, it evokes the, Im the imminence, urgency, which us who follow Jesus, we need to live that way in whatever uh, time we live. Um, those, it's too small. I need to <laughs> look this way. Okay, so he's also explaining that's the next part of the part. So it's, it's for the urgency, but it's also then it explains who the Antichrist is. So we have two mentions here. There's the Antichrist singular, and then there's the plural ones. John talks about this, and this is the only John that uses this Antichristos. Everybody else calls it something different, but John in his letter and in Revelation talks about the Antichristos, the Antichrist. 
the opposer of Christ, the one who goes against Christ, one who would deny Christ. And so he says that in every age, there's plenty of these antichrists that are active. They will be active until the singular one comes at the end of the end times. Uh, this is what Jesus warns about in Matthew. Uh, until then, these antichrists will be missionaries for Satan and express false teaching, trying to distort uh, the work of Jesus. So Christians, they send missionaries out. Satan does the same. Uh, they will uh, try to lead people astray. Um, and I think the last sentence is so encouraging and so strange at the same time. She said, there could only be an antichrist if the real Christ existed. So that even the, even the negative that Satan always tries to do, when Jesus does something good, the enemy tries to do something opposite. But that can only happen because Jesus already has done the greatest thing and made it possible for us to get to know him. And so there's these two different things in all our times, also the times we live in, there's plenty of people who deny who Jesus is and spread false gospels and say things about Jesus that are not true. Um, but in John's case, oh, this is what... That's kind of what we said. So go, go on. But the, uh, that's what. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Where does these people come from? Well, the problem is that these people come from. They seem like they come from inside the different fellowships or around the different fellowships, and then they break off at some point. So a concern uh, would be that as John is in one place, people that split out go to the other churches and start spreading false teaching. We see it in the book of Acts with the Judaizers who go out and say that people need something else than Jesus. They might need circumcision. They might need something else. Now, now people are going out and they are denying that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. So what other news they come with, we are not sure about. But this is the one thing that they do deny, that Jesus is the Christ. So there's something else that's needed for salvation, which John is very much against. But then he gives them great hope um, because in 20 and 21 he says to the people you have been anointed by the Holy One and you have you all have knowledge so he's not writing to them because they don't know who Jesus is he's writing to them because they know who Jesus is he's also saying that they've been anointed 
uh, I think we can just take this slide. So this word is charisma, which is applied, it's, the notion is you smear something on people, but in the New Testament it's used as you receive spiritual privileges. In this, it looks very much like that it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had made it possible for you to have knowledge of Jesus. So therefore, I write to you, not because you don't know the truth, because you know it, and there's no lie in the truth. So what John is saying is like, what you have learned from the beginning and how you received the Holy Spirit's teaching about who Jesus is, that is the truth. Hold on to that and don't listen to the lies of these people who come in and tell something different. You know the truth. And the truth is, what is the truth about Christ? Well, it's, it's what we've been celebrating all the time. It is that God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the one that was going to restore all things. He is the resurrection and the life. And he's also coming back again. We can be cleansed by his blood and redeemed to God. Jesus is truly the Christ. And there is no lies in him. He is the Son of God. He is eternal. He is divine. He is the second member of the Trinity. So now when people came to John's people in the different churches and to us, if somebody comes and teaches something different, us who have been anointed by the Holy One and have knowledge, we need to know to reject people like that, teachers like that, and say, no, no, you are not of Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Even if today people say they know Jesus, well, then you have to know, we have to understand, well, what, who are you talking about? Is it some Jesus you made up yourself? Or is it the real one? Who is the things that I just said? Or is it a Jesus of your imagination? The contrast to Jesus is the one who lies. Um, because they're like, well, who is the Antichrist? Well, this is who the Antichrist is. The one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. And no one who denies the Father, no, the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. This was one of the examples, and maybe also the Jews are faulty in this, because they would reject Jesus and say, no, we know the Father. 
And Jesus said, no, you don't. Because if you don't know me, you don't know the Father. Because there's only one way, and that's through me. So when people say, well, I worship God, but I don't, I mean, Jesus is not really the Christ. Well, then we know those people don't know who Jesus is. And they have rejected both Jesus and the Father. And they're characterized by John as antichrist. They are against Christ, opposing Christ. If we connect it to last week, those are the people who love the world more, who love what they can get now. They love the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. What can I gain now? What can I gain right now? And they would sell out to gain something. They're the ones who are the disciples of the devil, spreading the lies and drawing people away from Jesus. But they're willing to. Disciples of the devil to draw away people and if possible, even people who want to follow God. The opposite is true of those who have trusted in Jesus, that hold on to Jesus as the Christ. He also has the Father that sent Jesus. John continues to talk about to them and say, you need to hold on to the true teaching, what you heard from the beginning. Let that abide in you, the true teaching of Jesus. Jesus said in John, he says, if you, if you, um, love me, you obey my commandments. You abide in me, you stay in me. John's reminding them about that and saying, remember what you were taught from the beginning. Remember, as he said before, that the Holy Spirit has taught you who Jesus is. And there's this great, great promise that is not temporary. The, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is temporary. It's even temporary in this world. And we know that because we get hungry again. We need more money. Even if people praise us and we have pride, we want more. But John's pointing further on He's pointing to even what we talked about last time. The will of God will last for eternity. And so now he's telling them, well, it's not temporal. The promise of God in Christ, revealed by the Holy Spirit, is that in staying in him, we don't have temporal, we have promise of eternal life. Not just something temporal, but eternal life. That's what Jesus has secured for the people who believe. 
So therefore, don't be led astray by, the, don't be led astray, astray by these temporal things. You can have eternal life. Then John, John he, he does this a few times. He says, now I'm writing to you. The, the smart people say it's a way he, he transitions through different themes or get back to a new theme. So he said, I'm writing these things to you about those people who are dying to deceive you. So he's being obvious now. Like These antichrists are trying to deceive you into temporary things or worshiping other things than Jesus. But then he reminds them again about the eternal, which is the anointing, the Holy Spirit that you received abides in you. And then he has this, this very powerful thing because you don't need anyone to teach you. So you don't need any false teachers to come teach you something that's contrary to what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. So you can throw away those people who deny Christ and say, I don't need to listen to any of those people. I can listen to what the Holy Spirit has in, in Christ showed me, and that is the true teaching about Jesus, that he is the Christ. And that's what he says in the last part, that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit teaches you. Teach you everything that's true. The Holy Spirit will not teach you false things because there's no lie in who Jesus is. So therefore, abide in Him. So they're very free to reject anything that people false teachers walk around and share but instead hold on to what they heard from the beginning and rely on the anointing that they got the holy the spiritual privileges that they had gotten in in Jesus by the holy spirit in opening up their eyes and teaching them they don't need new teachers they had the best teacher So then the great question is, then what about you? What about us? Susan was praying, like, who, do we really know who Jesus is? Because this, this really comes down to who is Jesus? Is he somebody we come up, we make up ourselves, or is he who John in his gospel and his letters are saying who he is. That he is the Christ, the Savior. The one the whole Bible is about. Promised long ago a redeemer, a redeemer that will make all things right. The one that will restore a broken relationship with God the one Isaiah talked about will be a suffering servant, but he would also be the almighty God. It 
Is that who Jesus is in your life? Who do you listen to? Last week we talked about not trusting in the world, the flesh and the devil. Where do we get our information from? Who do we trust? And the people we listen to, are they speaking truthfully about Jesus? About God the Father and the Holy Spirit? Or are they changing who they are and promote lies? Now, I think you have been alive in the world long enough to know that there are plenty of antichrists today. Even when we went through the book of uh, Matthew, we, there's even people claiming to be Jesus. Uh, they are not Jesus. So in our day, there's plenty of people who will teach falsely about who Jesus is. So from John and from me, watch out. What do you listen to? What do you watch? What are the stories you listen to? What is capturing your heart? Even as you look at uh, arts and movies and uh, news and all sorts of things, what is the gospel they're presenting? What sort of view of Jesus do they have? Watch out your heart doesn't get captivated by those things and you will go towards that. Don't go towards the temporary. Hold on. If you are a believer, hold on to the anointing by the Holy Spirit that you were taught who Jesus is. Yes, we can get a better understanding, but hold on to that as true. That's what, you, that's what John's saying to them. Hold on to that. Because in your life, there will be plenty, plenty of people who would want you to believe something different than Jesus. Today, we were here today. You are a, you are a middle, uh, you are, like you believe those things from the Middle Ages. You are intolerant. You are hateful. You are uh, evil if you believe who Jesus is. Because all religions are the same and we can all find our way to God. No, that is not true. Because then Jesus is a liar and he is not. So that's why we pray for courage and strength. Because there's plenty of people and even the twice the devil and the adversary is called the prince of this world. This world is in the hands of, of people who want to destroy the view of who Jesus is. So what's the good news? <laughs> well, the good news is we don't have to listen to that. Because in eternal life in Christ Jesus is what makes us bold and courageous. That he opened up our eyes to see who Jesus is. And then we can hold on to who he is and hold on to him. So have you been anointed by the Holy One, by Jesus opening up your eyes to see 
the Holy Spirit and who he is. That's the good news. Then you don't have to run, like Paul talks about, you are being thrown around by all sorts of wind of doctrines, whatever happened, you, you don't have to do that. You can be solidly staying in who Jesus is. Not because you are smart or clever, but because Jesus has made a way for us to put our hope and faith and trust in him and have our eyes of our hearts and minds be fully open to understand who he is, that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Holy One, second man of the Trinity, eternally with God, humbled himself to come into this world to glorify like a father and to set us free that we might have everlasting life in him. I would ask you, plead with you, trust in that good news instead of all the other false gospels. Trust in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's pray together. Holy God, we just thank you so much for this time we can be reminded about, uh, reminded from John who you are, Jesus. Um, it's the cry of our fellowship and it's been for a long time. Make us bold, strong, courageous. That we might live the life that you have given us to live in this place where we are. to show to the world who you are and how much you have loved the world, God, through your son, Jesus. To give them eternal hope and not just temporary respite, but eternal hope in you. So Lord, we ask you would strengthen our hearts and minds, our legs. And Holy Spirit, you come and remind us every day about who you really are, Jesus. You come and remind us about who you are, Jesus, about um, and you are coming back. Give us hope and strength in who you are. Lord, we have a very hard time doing this on our own. Help us to remind one another that you have taught us. I pray that each one would look and see, have I been anointed by who you are, Holy Spirit? I ask for everyone who is here who don't know that they will surrender their lives and that you would open up their heart to who you are, Jesus. Will you bless us, encourage us, rebuke us, Give us great hope and strength and courage for each day we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So you have... Yeah, we're ending now, so yeah.